0: Welcome back everybody, D. Sizzle here with Live for another Sports Talk podcast episode. Today we'll be going over yesterday's NFL action and previewing tonight's Monday Night Football matchup. So let's get started. The most anticipated matchup of yesterday's games, many of you anticipated, was the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. That was a really good game from the start. Very impressed with how both teams came out and fighting. But at the end of the day, Pittsburgh remains unbeaten. Ben Roethlisberger early in the first half struggled, but ended up with 182 passing yards and two touchdowns. One to Eric Ebron, who had four catches for 48 yards, and Chase Claypool, the outstanding young rookie wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers, had five catches for 42 yards and a touchdown catch. The Steelers' defense stepped up early and at the end of the game when it mattered. And what did I tell you guys? Mika Fitzpatrick is the best free safety in the National Football League. He proved it on the final play of the game for the Steelers, on how they won the game. They went out and got a piece that they thought could potentially be the best in the league. And it freaked out for Pittsburgh, everybody. Mika Fitzpatrick is the real deal. Lamar Jackson continues to struggle against top AFC competition. Had two interceptions. Had 65 yards rushing and 208 yards passing and two touchdown passes. But against good competition, Lamar continues to struggle. What's going to happen come postseason? You struggled against Kansas City. You struggled against Pittsburgh. The two best teams, record-wise, in the AFC, you've shown in front of the top broadcast for CBS this weekend and on a Monday night audience with millions of people watching, this is how you play? And you're the former MVP? Lamar Jackson's got a lot of work to do if he's going to prove himself of being, quote unquote, a top five quarterback in the NFL, which is far from true. He's not even top 10 right now, in my opinion. It just shows. When you play tough competition and you perform like this, no. No, 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 It's unacceptable. Stephon Tewitt had two sacks for the Steelers. Bud Dupree had a sack and a... Strip, in a forced fumble, and had four tackles. T.J. Watt had three tackles. Mika Fitzpatrick had four tackles. In the most critical pass defense of the Steelers' young season. I continue to praise Pittsburgh because their defense is showing why they're the best in the league. They're showing it. The Ravens' defense, however, the big names like Yannick Ngakwe, Calais Campbell, Derek Wolf, they're shown to be non-existent. They're not getting to the quarterback. This Ravens' defense, scared, they're, although they are a top-five defense, it scares me because it's the Steelers' offense struggles. You still gotta play him one more time. The Ravens have some work to do if they're gonna get back to the being the best in the conference, but as for right now, Pittsburgh's the best team in the AFC. It just showed after yesterday. The Los Angeles Rams versus the Miami Dolphins. The first start of Tua Tagovailoa's young NFL career. He only had ninety three yards passing. He threw a touchdown pass, his first NFL touchdown pass, so congratulations to Tua. It's well-deserved. But I don't believe it was all him in that football game. The special teams played well. The Dolphins' defense came out and got the Jared Goff. Big time. Now, if you look at the Dolphins' defense, I mean... It's Eric Rowe got an interception. Christian Wilkins got an interception. Emmanuel Guba had a sack. Shaq Lawson had a sack. The Dolphins' big-name players stepped up for this team to stay in the AFC wild-card hunt and staying in someone in the NFC East, trailing Buffalo. Now, as far as the Rams... Jared Goff threw two interceptions, threw for 355 yards, but had to throw the ball 61 times. The Rams' run game was non-existent. Cooper Cup had a phenomenal game, 11 catches, 110 yards. But the Rams' runoff running attack was non-existent. The numbers might show they were existent. But it wasn't. Hundred and thirty one yards on the ground. But you have you let your quarterback throw the ball sixty one times, there's an issue. Hopefully the Rams can clear it up. Kansas City improves to seven and one. The Jets remain winless. Go figure. Not much to say on them. Patrick Mahomes had the best game of his season. 416 yards passing and 5 touchdowns. And another unbelievable throw. Patrick Mahomes continues to amaze on how well he's playing. Now the running attack for the Rams wasn't really there. Only 50 yards on the ground. But they didn't need the running attack when Patrick Mahomes is playing like this. Tyreek Hill had 98 yards receiving 4 catches, 2 touchdowns. Travis Kelsey may have had one of his best games of the season with eight catches, 109 yards, and a touchdown catch. McCall Hardman, seven catches for 96 yards and a touchdown, and Demarcus Robinson, four catches for 63 yards and a touchdown. Le'Veon Bell in total only had 38 yards total, which is kind of a quiet day for him, but at the end of the day, he's a second-string back for this Chiefs offense. He'll he'll get his, more of his touches as the season progresses. I wouldn't worry solely so much on that. Now, the Vikings-Packers. Yes, I know. My Packers lost. I understand. I, don't, I know I'm going to hear all. I heard all about it today. I'm sure I'll hear more about it once this episode's uploaded. Delvin Cook ran all over the Packers' defense. 163 yards and three touchdowns and averaged five yards at carry. And had 63 receiving yards on top of it. And a receiving touchdown. Folks, the way this Packers' defense looks is just unacceptable. It's why you go out and spend money on defense and free agency. Not draft, draft, draft. Look how that's worked for Aaron Rodgers. One Super Bowl title? He should have two or three or four. But you don't go out and spend money? That's why. This is what's going to continue to happen. That's why in the playoffs, he can't make another Super Bowl. His defense lets him down. Rodgers threw for 291 yards and three touchdowns. All of them were to Devontae Adams. Yes, I know he doesn't have a solid number two wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, I hear about it. But they need to do something. Look at the tape, the defensive staff, and figure out what the hell is going on. Because this is not going to work if you're considered a top four team in the NFC. Your offense is there. Your offense is great. It's just the defense needs to get for work. Now, as far as the Colts-Lions game is concerned, Phillip Rivers might have had his be- one of his better games. 262 yards, three touchdown passes. Jonathan Taylor wasn't really existent, only 22 yards on the ground. But Jordan Wilkins had 89 yards on the ground. Naheem Hines... Caught three passes for 54 yards and two touchdowns and might have had the best celebration of the entire season. That was a cool celebration. I liked it. Now the Colts defense, that's what took over in the second half. This is why they're the number two defense in the league. Their playmakers make plays. Their defense clamps up when it matters. Darius Leonard had a sack. Tackle for loss, seven t- total tackles. Trey lewis had two sacks and three tackles. And Kenny Moore had a pick six and two pass defenses. Colts, folks, this defense for the Colts is scary. Don't be surprised if they overtake Tennessee and the AFC South and win this. Because I had that predicted when the season started. It still might come true. Just might. Look out for the Colts. Now, one of the more disappointing games the Raiders versus the Browns. Derek Harden didn't have a bad game. Kind of a quiet day, only 112 yards passing and a touchdown, but Josh Jacobs ran for 128 yards and carried the ball 31 times. The Raiders' offense. Eh, was kind of quiet, but they ended up winning the game. Folks, here we go about Baker Mayfield again. Here we go about Baker Mayfield again. He didn't even throw for 125 yards. He didn't have a touchdown pass or an interception. The Browns offense just... I shake my head because you have a good performance one week. And then the next week, this is completely false. What the hell is going on, Cleveland? What is this offense doing? I'm just befuddled at the fact of how this offense has so much potential and it gets wasted week after week after week after week. OBJ's out. Shake it off. You're still a playoff team in the AFC if you play right. The Browns' next three opponents are the Texans, Eagles, and Jaguars. If you don't win those three games, Cleveland fans, I'm sorry. You might not see a playoff berth for the Browns. Because late in the season, in December, you play Baltimore, Tennessee, and Pittsburgh for three of your final five games. They might be able to beat Tennessee, if you see some of the weaknesses from the Titans' defense. But other than that, it's not going to happen. The Browns need to wake up, need their bye week to get their heads right, and see what happens from there. The Titans and Bengals, the Titans drop to another loss for the second straight week. Their offense didn't score double-digit points till the fourth quarter. Ryan Tannehill, only 233 passing yards and two touchdowns. Derrick Henry got back on track, rushing for 112 yards and a touchdown, averaged six yards to carry, which is pretty good. And Corey Davis had 128 yards receiving on eight catches and caught a touchdown. But the real story, Joe Burrow didn't turn over the ball. 249 yards for Joe Burrow and two touchdown passes. Now, folks, Joe Burrow, when he doesn't turn the ball over and makes the right decisions and puts up these kind of numbers, Joe Burrow is one of the best young quarterbacks in this league. I have faith in his potential. I believe he's going to be a good young quarterback. And this is exactly why. When he doesn't turn over the ball and Joe Burrow makes the right choices, he wins football games. And it shows. Cincinnati gets their second win of the season. They beat an AFC contender. It's a promising sign for Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Patriots, Bills, Cam Newton struggles again. The Patriots in general struggle again. Patriots have a lot of question marks. I think they should just fold in the towel, look for a top, fall in the top 10 of the NFL draft, look to go from there. Because it's just not working. The Bills, although Josh Allen didn't have his best game, but Zach Moss had two touchdowns rushing and 81 yards rushing. That was the real story of the Bills' offense. Defense really only had two sacks. Not really an impressive performance from the Bills' defense. They won the game all in all, said it 6-2. One of the most thrilling fourth quarter finishes of the weekend, which was the Chargers versus Broncos. The Chargers were up 24-3. to Now this is the story for the Chargers all season. You hold leads, you hold leads. The Chargers are a better football team than what their record shows right now. You take away your fourth quarter collapses, the Chargers still might be Around that 8-9 seed, the AFC, as far as wildcard contention is concerned. I just don't know about this. Justin Herbert had 270 yards passing, three touchdowns, but threw two picks. It's kind of shaky. Mike Williams had 99 yards receiving and a touchdown catch. Keenan Allen, 67 receiving yards and a touchdown catch as well. Now, Drew Locke, He prevailed. This is why the Broncos drafted him. This is why they made him their future. Promising sign for the young quarterback in the Broncos. 248 yards passing for Drew Locke and three touchdowns. And one of those touchdown passes came in the fourth quarter with zeros on the clock to win the game. I was very happy to see that for Drew Locke. It was a thrilling finish. Broncos win the game. 31-30. 49ers and Seahawks. Folks, what did I say earlier in the week? This is a must-win for the 49ers. They lose in Seattle, like I thought they would. Jimmy Garoppolo ends up getting hurt. Only finishes the game with 200... er, I'm sorry, I'm reading Nick Mullins' numbers. Jimmy Garoppolo only finished with 84 yards and an interception. Now, Nick Mullins... I'm going to get to that. 238 yards, two touchdown passes. He played pretty well for a quarterback playing up in Seattle. The Rams receiving core, or the 49ers receiving core, besides George Kittle, who's your main threat? Who is your main weapon in this offense when George Kittle is not existent? Brandon Ayukes-Young, still developing. I think he has lots of potential. Kendrick Bourne? Come on. And now you lose Jimmy Garoppolo and George Kill for lengthy strength of time. The 49ers season, I believe, is done. But I'll talk about that in the future episodes. Russell Wilson threw four touchdown passes, 261 yards passing, DK Metcalf, 161 yards receiving, 12 catches, 2 touchdown catches. DK Metcalf, I believe, is the best young receiver in the league. He is looking like a real stud. He's emerging as a top 10 wide receiver in this league. And mark my words, he, will, he may get in the top 5 one day. Remember when I said that? it could be reality. The Saints versus the Bears. This game had to go to overtime. It was a good game. It was a really good game. Drew Brees, 280 yards passing, two touchdowns. Jared Cook and Taysom Hill caught a touchdown. The Swiss Army, Swiss Army Knife that the Saints vitally rely on in their offense, whether he throws, runs, or catches, came through in this game. Two catches for 30 yards and caught the touchdown pass in the fourth. Taysom Hill looks really good. Drew Brees looked locked in, only throwing 10 incompletions. The Saints get back on their winning ways, winning four straight. Now, as far as the Bears, Nick Foles didn't have a bad game. I'll give Nick Foles credit. He played pretty well, besides the interception he threw. Other than that, he threw for 272 yards, two touchdown passes. Allen Robinson, had 87 yards receiving on six catches and a touchdown. I mean, then all in all, the Bears fall again to a really good team. I mean, they the Bears have to win these games if you're going to consider them a playoff team, which the Bears, I think, could be a playoff team. Come January, but they're going to have to win some crucial games. Final game of yesterday, Sunday night football, the Cowboys versus the Eagles, and good old Ben DiNucci. 180 yards passing, didn't have a touchdown and an interception. He didn't throw an interception in his first start. So that's a sign that he's not mistake-prone, at least for that game. CeeDee Lamb had a rush for 19 yards. Zeke only had 63 yards rushing. CeeDee Lamb caught four passes for 27 yards. Michael Gallup, 61 yards on seven catches. And Amari Cooper only one catch for five yards. Now, this trio of wide receivers was considered the best in the league by most people at the beginning of the season, right? Eh, Wrong. You, you did you forget about the Legion of Zoom up in Kansas City? That's still the best. I never believed that this re- receiving trio was the best because look now they're inconsistency. You have twelve catches between the three in a game that against the struggling Eagles team. You only have twelve catches between the three. <laughs> Try again. Cowboys offense is just as bad as the defense it's showing now as far as Carson wins, I shake my head at this one again too fifteen completions out of twenty seven attempts hundred and twenty three yards passing do for less than through for one more yard than Baker mayfield do for two touchdowns Threw two interceptions and fumbled twice. He committed four turnovers. You would think that's a sign that the Cowboys offense would actually take advantage of those turnovers and score and might actually beat the Eagles. Eh. This team's bismal. It just shows how bad this division is. The Eagles win the game all in all. They improved to three, four, and one, Dallas falls to two and six. Preview of tonight's matchup between Tampa and the New York in New York. Tampa Bay looks looks to me still is the best team in the NFC. They should steamroll the Giants. Heading into this game. The Giants are struggling. Tampa finally looks in sync. Brady finally looks very comfortable in this offense. Then the Giants' run defense might be able to contain the Tampa Bay run game. But as far as Tom Brady finding his weapons and Tom Brady being comfortable, he's going to sling the ball all game long. Tampa I expect to score at least thirty or more points against this team. I predict Tampa Bay to win tonight. And they go to six and two, and New York falls to one and seven. That's all I have for today's episode. D says a Have a good day.